0: I know a place hey woman
1: sipping chillin' juice. this is the pop pop podcast um hey now
0: hey now hello hello Oh, hello, hello.
1: Uh, you can tell by this smirk in my on my face and the smirk in my voice that I have words about Ronnie Mund and summer school and the wedding revelation. Okay. And I bet you do too. <laughs> oh, yes. So on this week's episode of the Papa Podcast, we're going to talk about summer school because it has been a fascinating little week on there. Um, and it's been interesting. So Today, this week on summer school, Rasan and Gary have been kind of handing off. Um, there was a summer school late night session with yes. Andy Richter mm-hmm. and uh, Ike Barinholtz and Fred Armisen with Gary and Rasan. And then uh, special guests, JD and Ronnie, came yes. in towards the end. Uh, and then the next day was JD and Ronnie. And I feel like we've got a lot there to talk about. Right? There's a lot
0: to unpack. <laughs> Certainly.
1: <laughs> yes. Um, why don't we start with uh, Hollywood Harmeyer? I'm better
0: at thinking something than actually because, saying
1: Because, uh, first of all, the amount of times Rassan said it. Again, it's just amazing. But also, there he has this week, Rassan really had reason to call him Hollywood Harmeyer because there was a revelation, which is uh, J.D. goes to L.A., hits up his celebrity pals, Tells him, tells them they are in town, ta- he is in town, and then they're hanging out. Yes. And then, and then JD says, You know, Rasan hit him up and hit him up, and he's like, Who are you friends with that we don't know? Who are you talking to? And he goes, I don't know if you're even gonna care. Like, Seth Rogen, David Spade. Are you nuts, dude? You know, and I'm and, and he's saying it like,
0: Yeah, but that's like all, oh, it's not even a big deal. And it's like, It is. <laughs> yeah, I think it was like, Come on, who do you know? What was it? Do you think Carol Burnett or somebody? Right. He right <laughs> yeah. up Carol Burnett. He's like, No. <laughs> Yes. Um,
1: but yeah, he really is Hollywood Harmeyer. Indeed. You know, for yeah. sure. And everybody wants to go to dinner with him. And he, and you know, when they and and look what they did. They played the uh, who do you want to go? go they to played dinner. the pawpaw Paw party game. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Rasan, I know you're listening. And we play this game every single day on the pawpaw. Paw. So yes, they played the pawpaw Paw party game. And who are you inviting to dinner? And Fred Armisen said. You know, well, I I mean, I'd like to uh, go with Ronnie. And Ronnie's like, yeah, because it will be the most amazing time ever. And then, <laughs> and then was it Barinholtz or, um, Andy Rook just said they wanted to go with, uh, with JD or with maybe JD. vice versa.
0: And then that was when JD, the, the, it was found out he was like, but I could go to dinner with JD anytime because he's been chatty with JD for quite often. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they're friendly with each other. So yeah, right, he,
1: exactly. But, but JD wants to go with Fred because he feels like he hadn't gotten to know him well
0: enough. So you know, we do have to order a somewhat traction traction to Rasan. <laughs> mm-hmm. JD is in theory beginning or has been Hollywood Harmeyer.
1: Yes, agreed. Versan <laughs> you called it. He is Hollywood Harmeyer. He's got a ton of celebrity friends. Natalie Maines is having him over for dinner. Obviously, Ryan Philippi understood the genius that was JD early on for his f- friends with him from the day. And that here's what um what it's gonna lead into, which is You know, and I'm this, I'm coming to the defense of Gary. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to say that in case you have the other side of the coin here, which is Ronnie Mund is working in the hallways. Let's say it's serious. And the celebrity guests come in. This is when he was the security guard there. And some of them come out into the hallway and they want to meet him and they want to talk to him like Robert Downey Jr. or David Duchovny or whoever. And Ronnie was like, I don't go in and talk to them. They just come out and talk to me. Yeah. But yeah, you know, like Gary, he always like has to come along and like basically get in the middle of it. And I was thinking to myself, you know, I work with celebrities and, you know, I, I when I'm in process with them when they're you know I I run these 5 and 6 hour meetings and we have to do all kinds of planning and mm-hmm. you know or when I was a television producer booking celebrities like yeah you don't want random people to come up and not that Ronnie's random but you want to know the conversations that are going on in case something gets revealed that you want to bring on air when I was doing a television show. But then when I'm handling these five and six hour meetings, I'm like, who's talking to them and what are they saying? Because, you know, those can be very delicate negotiations. And I'm like, I don't want you just going over and saying something to someone because you might trigger something that they don't like or appreciate. So then Gary calls and says, well, the reason why is because if you say something or they say something, I have to know because I have to put it on air with Howard. And he's right. Ronnie Gary's right. He's the executive producer of the show. He has to have his ear on every single thing coming out of that celebrity's mouth. Because if there is some kind of nugget that comes out and Gary didn't hear it. And then the celebrity goes on air and it comes out later that that celebrity like Steven Tyler says something uh, to Ronnie in the hallway and it never got on air. That's it. Gary dead, 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 dead. (laughs) And also, you know, Ronnie.
0: (sighs) Well, so I agree. So I do believe that if something came out and Gary didn't raise it or Howard was to find out in terms of a an organic celebrity interaction green mm-hmm. room, agree. I'm team Ronnie on this one.
1: <laughs> and I these are my reasons ready. why. <laughs>
0: so I knew it. I knew we could on the other to, side. I'm going to counter argue. Yeah. And Point, counterpoint. And Hit I'm going to counterpoint you with one of with with something that you'd mentioned, actually in a in a past pod. So, um, you know, talking about like Artie and you know, coming in and, and just to, to use the the term Ro- Ronnie's very stoic. So, I do believe Ronnie can draw the line be- between, you know, Ronnie the limo driver, 69, scores man, mm-hmm. and Ronnie interacting with um the uh guests in the green room. Yeah.
1: He'll walk over like I'm not even there. Right. Like, I'm a piece of
0: shit in the street. <laughs> right. Okay? okay, this is an
1: example. And walk into the conversation, take over
0: the whole conversation, and make like I'm not even there. Ronnie. Okay, that's number Ronnie, one. Ronnie, don't take it personal. Number Gary does that to everybody. Gary Whatever. just does that's that. That's my opinion. So, to Ronnie.
1: Well, okay, so to your credit, you are right. Because I have been to the Stern Show, and I have met Ronnie, and I have tried to have conversation conversations Conversations. A casual conversation. A and yeah. you're right. He
0: is stoic and he does his job and he does not. He's a false, He, he not really protects anything. Off. So what I do believe is if someone's going to come up to another person and have an organic conversation with them, mm-hmm. um, I get that Gary has a job to do and he's, he wants to be in there and he wants to be the middleman. But organically, behind the scenes, people are people. And, you know, just let if someone wants to come up and talk to Ronnie, there's no reason to get in the middle of that. And if there was something to come out, so if a celebrity did mention something or something to happen, there's enough people back there that are hearing that conversation and seeing that interaction, plus Ronnie. To bring that to the table. So I always believe in empowering employees and I hear you, but you know,
1: there's a flip side of it, which is Sal and Bobby Flay. Bobby Flay comes up to the show, uh, with his then wife. Um, and they're getting a little tour and Sal showing them around <laughs> yes. and Sal says to Bobby Flay. Yeah, I had one of your burgers and it, it tastes better than pussy.
0: This is Sal Governale. This
1: is why Gary needs to be there. I think that, that, that Ronnie is going to say that, no. but I do look being the gatekeeper as a job, as my job, I understand that that is, there is a delicate balance and like, it doesn't take much to really upset someone and throw them off their game, especially if they're pre-show. Now, I understand, Ronnie, if like after the show, somebody came up to him, it's like, yeah, Gary, right, get out of here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, okay, let, you know, just be an earshot if you really want to. And I understand that. But beforehand, you got he's got to be in the middle of it all. He's producing a show. He's got to make sure. He's got to know when boss asks for him. You know, he's bringing in, you know, Robert Downey Jr. or Steven Tyler, whoever it is. Like, but I don't know. So- I But, you know, I, I, I just kind of felt like, Ronnie was just like, leave me alone. Like he does.
0: Does he not know that there's a show going on? Like we're producing a show here. They are producing a show. So I will concede and I'll say pre-show. Yeah, for sure. Like there is an mm-hmm. element there and you got to keep things crisp and you can't get yeah. off guard. You got to make sure that they're in their zone. So yeah. throwing it out to today then. yeah. why are you coming in the middle of people <laughs> and yes. at a dinner? So, so show he are- is one thing, right. dinner
1: is another. Then. Okay. So just to explain, Gary, Rasan, Ronnie, JD. And it sounds like about eight other people went to a huge dinner in LA while everybody's out there in LA producing Summer School Live, right? And they're there and randomly, Jason Oppenheimer from the Oppenheimer Group (laughs) on Selling Sunset rolls through the restaurant and Ronnie is a big fan and has a connection to him because whoever built his custom Corvette, Ronnie... Knows those people, and I guess he must have been at the garage maybe the day before. Yeah. And he saw pictures or he saw the car and he wanted to say to him, like, hey, I'm a big fan, but by the way, I know so-and-so from Empire or Gotham Gotham Garage Gotham Gotham Garage. And I saw them building the vet. You know, I know and and that would have been a really natural, organic way Mm -hmm. for them to have a conversation. And Gary decides. (laughs) Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Let me do it. Let me do it. it. Celebrity in the house. Celebrity in the house. And I think but I don't think that Gary was thinking that that Jason was a big celebrity. I think I, I honestly think Gary wanted to be like, let me introduce you. But he didn't say like, hi, I'm Gary from the Howard Stern show. I want to introduce you to somebody. He said, hi, Jason. This is Ronnie, the Limmer driver from the Howard Stern show, which made it worse. Like Gary say that you are the executive producer of the Howard Stern show. And you know, one of our cast members, one of our staffers is here and wants to say hi to you and then like make it happen. Like, I feel like Gary screws this stuff up in person (laughs) all the time. It felt like I was listening to Bradley Cooper Mm -hmm. and the white house correspondence. Oh my God. Yes. Gary walked over and said here, Hey, Bradley, good to see you. Will you come over and say hello to everybody at our table and then he's chunking him through <laughs> all the tables which are all smushed together and he's gotta be like, excuse me
0: excuse me excuse me and get him to the table just so he can like say hello like he's a show pony oh my god exactly so I'll concede the pre-show one in order to agree with you for the second one <laughs> see this is how this is how democracy works people it, we, so, by the way it's, it, I think it's more interesting if we don't agree no, I think no, it, it makes for a much more interesting pop-off. yeah but yeah so like the Bradley Cooper thing perfect example different scenario but it's yeah you Don't have to necessarily like again, I understand there's positive intent there. It wasn't his intent to do that, but he doesn't have to necessarily be like, you know, using those people as like the he didn't need to do anything. Yeah, uh,
1: you know, Ronnie is over 70 years old. You think that he has met people in his life, and if he wants to get up and meet him, get up and meet him. I think I really do think that Gary was coming from a nice place, but I do not think that, um. I just don't think he was, he
0: needed to interject himself there. Do you think Ronnie embellished about the fist bump?
1: So here's the thing about the fist bump. And for those listening, there was a debate whether or not Jason Oppenheim actually was close enough to Ronnie at the table to give him a fist bump. The thought is perhaps it was more of like a, like he fist bumped, it, he air fist bumped him and didn't actually fist bump him. And Rasan made it clear that this fist bump never happened. And Ronnie was like, I know whether or not I got fist bumped. Personally, I think maybe not so much on the fist bump happening. So here's the thing. Um,
0: I mean, you. How it do could you have been missed... super, it could have been super fast. Like they said that he wasn't
1: even close enough,
0: you <laughs> know, it's mine.
1: So, he, you know, or it, maybe he like, he, maybe he gave him a fist bump, but he didn't actually connect. Like, this is the fist bump kind of like, Oh cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like an air fist bump, mm-hmm. like given somebody that, you know, that they were like, their... yeah, great. <laughs> thanks. I don't know. It yeah. sounded like he was close enough. T- Jason was close enough to the table to hear him. Um, so I don't know, you know I think that it's, you know, it's the what do they say, three sides to every story, yours, yes. mine and what's the truth. Whatever so happened. but I mean Rasan was really going in. He was like there were 12 of us sitting there. We did not see the fifth bomb. <laughs> Just admit it.
0: It did happen. You in. can't handle oh. the fifth bomb. I was like, "Oh my god. <laughs> you can't
1: handle the truth." <laughs> it was like, "Okay, Rasan, yes. go easy." And what was yeah. crazy is so <laughs> Gary wasn't on summer school today. It was Rasan no. interviewing JD and and Ronnie. And post-dinner recap. Yeah. Right. And and Gary kept having, he called in three or four times to be like, <laughs> okay, well, wait a minute. is trying to end the show and they go, hold on a minute, hold on a minute, Gary's back on. And it was like, why are you ripping Gary to shares? And Gary, why <laughs> are you calling in? Why, are, why can't you just be the executive producer and be like, um, guys- just a couple of things. Number one, celebrities are literally my main job on the show, and 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 producing the show is my responsibility. So let's just let that sit there. Yes. Uh, number one and number two. I was just trying to be nice. Next time I won't. Okay. Bye. See you tomorrow. But he yes. kept calling in, and he kept calling in,
0: and Rasa just kept. I, okay. It's like George Costanza and in, in the joke store, <laughs> like when he have the insult, and you remember that episode where yes. he says, "I'll drop a clip here." Are you insane? <laughs> jerk store would have smoked that guy leaving first thing tomorrow morning you're flying to akron just to zing a guy don't you understand it's not about him to have a line as perfect as jerk store and to never use it i, I couldn't live with myself see
1: there are no jerk stores. <laughs>
0: where George Costanza is like, oh, uh, I should have said, and he's like driving yes. the car, and then he, he makes he has the bowl, and then he comes back with the on the office mm-hmm. with the bowl of shrimp. It was the exact same scenario. It's like you can tell he's just stewing offline, and be like, you know what, no, I'm calling back. <laughs> right, I know. But then again, there's another clip of
1: George Costanza where you know Jerry says to him, "That's it. If, if you get a laugh, leave the room." And I feel like yeah. that's what Gary. should be doing, you know, it's just like, okay, you said your piece now let go, let that, but Rasan, So here's where I'm going to pivot. And I'm going to say that, um, is really coming into his own. Yep. He is filling a void. And what he did today was classic Stern. Exactly. He kept going and going and going and stirring the pot. And it kept getting hotter and hotter and hotter. And no one was shutting him down. No one was saying to him, Rasan, enough. Because you know what? They don't say that to Howard. Mm-hmm. Rasan ca- caught the memo mm-hmm. and he was like, well, this is good.
0: Let's just keep it going. Yep, and he kept going, going and going and going. And I. Loved, loved it, it. and loved it. did you notice even on yesterday just mildly it was just under the conversation Ronnie he said you know ha, ha, that I you know I, I like that you're, better, you're a better host than Gary <laughs> oh yes under the radar. oh my god so I, like they, you know and again you got to take be humble about it and take, but it was just under the conversation it was just kind of mm-hmm. slipped in I was like you know what You know, I'm not saying one person's better than the other mm-hmm. but I would say it's definitely a fresh vibe and It is the and fact the that we're talking about it now, mm-hmm. Rasan. Good on you. <laughs> good on you. And by the way, the music's yeah.
1: very different, and I've noticed that. Like, I really yeah. like when Rasan is like, "Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, turn that up." The music's very different. We're definitely getting his um his taste because he's a yeah. host, and he's you know he's and it's and I like the music is very different, you know, and it's a lot of uh, R and B, and he's uh, playing a lot of um, like old school jams and, yeah. you know, yeah, I, I think, and Jimmy PJ Jam is coming on the show. Oh, like, I Snake. think it's cool, <laughs> yeah. but, but I, yeah. I mean, it's just not all Howard's mix, you know, exactly. I mean, if he's a younger guy and he's listening to some like other cool music, I'm very into it. So just as a quick
0: recap. So speaking about dinner and talking about Gotham garage and the car connection yesterday, just taking it back again, what did you think about them talking about the Kurt Bush revelation? Oh my God! Okay,
1: <laughs> okay. So first of all, for our listeners, if you yes. go back a couple of episodes, we discussed that Rasan uh, was interviewing Kurt Bush, and uh, we'll drop the clip here. Rasan goes, "Don't, don't give away anything." But do you think they're going to get married? And Kurt Bush says
0: uh they were talking to some other of my group and they're like hey we're we're looking at this mexico trip uh we might be planning it right here think you can make it so i think it's out there
1: did he even realize that he was telling everyone that they are planning to (laughs) get married? exactly (laughs) Exactly. and there's kurt bush saying oh yeah uh we're in group chat And Ronnie and Stephanie and all our friends are going to Mexico and they're saying like, oh, well, if everyone goes, maybe we should get married down there. Here's what really gets me. Two (laughs) things. One, I think they're listening to the papa because obviously they brought it up, but they would have anyway. But I thought there was a missed opportunity that they did not play the Kurt Busch clip. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And then Ronnie really. Got defensive and mm-hmm. he shut it down. He's like, well, I don't know what you're talking about. Kurt no, I don't know, know. what you're talking
0: about. That guy doesn't. And know I'm like, done. Kurt
1: Bush knows what he's talking about. He's literally verbatim saying he's you're texting him and asking him about it. So yeah, I think that we had it right. I think that there definitely was a trip or is a trip planned to Mexico, and maybe they're just gonna drop the bomb there. But, you know, just the way that Ronnie was so defensive about it, he wasn't like, he could have very easily been like, I don't know. I mean, she's planning it. Whatever she wants to do, we'll do. And that's usually different his options. Vibe. We're looking but at na- them. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not all of a sudden he was like, uh-uh. And Rassan just let it go. Mm-hmm. And Gary brought up the um, the Kurt Bush thing. He's like, oh, I went back and listened to it. I'm like, where's the clip, Gar? We even, listen- we here on Who the pop had the Gary.
0: Clip. <laughs> <laughs> And then on top of that, so they they talked about that. And Ronnie was like, okay, yeah, she could be planning it or, or whatnot. But then they played the, who would be at Ronnie's wedding <laughs> <game>. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that sounds familiar. <laughs> yes, 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 yes,
1: so, yes. That's a little meta. It's a little it's, meta, yeah, a little meta le- listening to that.
0: <laughs> but he, I mean, and what did he say? So JD sounds like he's going to be in. Sounds yeah. like JD's got a wedding card or wedding mm-hmm. invitation in the mail. It sounds
1: like he's going old school. Yeah. Sounds like he's going the people who have been with the show the longest, the one that he's known all the way, probably the ones that he was social with with Stephanie. There was a debate Um, that Howard would actually go. That's never going to happen. Uh, Not in a bad, not because he doesn't love I just don't see it. Now he's traveling. Now you're asking Howard to get on, you know, a plane and go someplace, you know, and then be around people. It just it feels and Mexico. What if it's in Mexico? He's not leaving the country. What What if it gets stuck there? What if it is in Las Vegas, though?
0: And I loved how J.D. just kind of slipped this in and they kind of ran with it. And it's like a light bulb went off in Ronnie's head. They said, well, you could do it here and we can make it part of the show. And all of a sudden you had it like a shift. And well, you, and heard, like, he, you heard what heard, he said. He yeah, was like, he's oh, like, keep
1: keep talking about that. You can keep talking he about that, that because it'll be then he will
0: sh- sh- comp. <laughs> and that it'll be taken care of. There's nothing to worry about. And then it's still, you can still have his people there. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know what? You guys have an angle here. Like, I don't know how you're going to play this, but if he's receptive to it, for for love of God, do it. <laughs> this will oh be my the God. ultimate. It's so the Stephanie and Ronnie it live would be event. It's a on royal Howard? wedding. It's the royal. It's, it's our, the royal wedding. It's our due royal wedding. Totally, one hundred percent.
1: And by the way, we think that we should be doing the color commentary live. <laughs> yeah, more than happy. More than happy to have that live while the wedding yes. is going. I'll on. I'll do the red carpet for sure. Definitely. Yeah, that would be there's a red carpet. It would literally be us doing this, just watching a feed. But yes, oh I God. mean, I don't know if you remember when they did the royal wedding, Howard, uh, the uh, Princess Diana marrying Prince Charles, Howard and Rob. Robin pretended that they were in London and then they kept commenting on it. They were just watching a feat like watching it on the yeah. news live, and it sounded like they were in London. It was hilarious. Oh,
0: I would love it. The live event. Oh my century. God. <laughs> it would really be the, the Howard a two, Stern show a Royal Wedding. Special event leading 100%. up to the wedding and then the wedding. <laughs> oh, it'd be awesome.
1: But you know what really moved me a little bit is that um Ronnie started talking about. His relationship with Howard
0: mm-hmm.
1: and his voice changed a lot, you yeah. know. And he was like, he, he, I, I, you know, he, he, how he moved and, and he moved to Las Vegas and how that affected his relationship with Howard. Sure. And yeah. he misses his day to day conversations. He also said that they still text each other, Um, you know, and, and he says, like, you know, do you, and Rasan said, do you miss Howard? He goes, yeah, I miss him and he misses me. And we tell each other that. And I was like, oh, well, that's very sweet, mm-hmm. you know. And, it just was a very different voice to when he was talking about, you know, don't don't mess with me about the wedding. But then, you know, he was saying how, you know, Howard had come to him and said, you know, you're doing a great job on the show and I still want you to be a part of it, even though you're moving and you're retiring. And and Ronnie was like, that, that meant a lot to that me. That meant Cause so cause, much to me. Yeah. Because yeah, it meant that, you know, he's, he contributed enough to the show that he would still be a part of it, even though he wasn't a limo driver anymore. He wasn't, he hadn't been driving him for years, mm-hmm. you know, during the pandemic really. And, um, you know, that, and I think Ike Holtz was like, really, you're not going to his house and driving him from like <laughs> his living room, <laughs> to, the to, kitchen like, down to the basement. <laughs> yeah. know, no, just down to the basement so he can do the paw because he's not leaving the house. Yeah. Um, I thought that was really touching. And it was, it was a, one of the few times where I felt y- we were getting the real Ronnie on the show. Like the, you know, the one that I met behind the scenes and I was like, no, there he is. That's Mm -hmm. the guy. That's the guy who like understands there's on air and like, yes, he can get pissed and he can be a baby and he can be like, shut up. And you know, what are you talking
0: about? Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But he let, you know, he, he, he slid the curtain back ever so slightly. And we really got to see that. And it was lovely that he was able to share something so touching about Howard because Howard was like, you know, Howard will be on air and then he'll say like, no, 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 but, you know, Ronnie's doing a good job. I I, I miss him. (laughs) But like, he'll say, it's like, it's nothing. Yeah. And and there's Ronnie saying like, no, we talk, he texts, you know. So do
0: you find, I find like, you know when they're in LA because obviously they're going out and stuff like that so it's a little bit more of a loosey-goosey people kind of have their guard down so I I definitely like there's the New York show dynamic I know everybody's home now for the most part but then there's the LA dynamic Mm -hmm. so I quite enjoy that but do you feel and I know I can't do what you do like when we talk about Howard's retirement (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) oh oh oh, exactly (laughs) exactly Mm -hmm. um but do you feel like we're kind of entering next generation stern right now
1: I mean, we're definitely getting a sense. Uh, I mean, I hope so, that there we think that there's something there's a female voice missing mm-hmm. um, on on that. And, you know, it could be that he could go back to that format because, you know, early in the day, de- you know, back in the day when they started at Satellite, he had two channels that had a ton of of original programming. It wasn't just the wrap up show yeah. and then some music right now. It's the wrap up show, some music and then an occasional like superfan roundtable famous people. Right. Yep. Um And then, you know, and then like live concerts and stuff like that. But they used to have, um, you know, there was Riley that was hosting a show. Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, I think that he could be creating more. And I think that he should. Honestly, I'm, you know, if you look at Sirius and you look at, let's just say, Radio Andy. Andy Cohen has a channel, 102. Very smartly put it right next to Howard's. Yeah. It's all original shows and different programming. And it would be smart of Howard to... Pump this up, and maybe Chris Wilding has his own show, and JD has his own show, and Howard has a show. I mean, Gary has a show about pieces of vinyl. You know, tech talk with Gary Speaking of, by the way, you know they talk about the pieces of vinyl. Well, the reason why it bothers everybody is because you say pieces of vinyl. He's like, (laughs) my kids listen to LPs. He's like it, you know, and 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 I thought that that was a very smart way of saying it. So then they started talking about that, and then. I wanted to just tell one quick story about mm-hmm. Andy. So um, I love Andy. And so I used to work at Conan. I was a booker there for a few years and Andy um, was great. It was amazing. So was Conan. They were just also wonderful. And um, he, Andy was talking about the swag box, you know, the glom box, but the glom, it's glom like, box, you know, it's all of like the free stuff that the show gets. So one of them used to sit right outside In between the offices of the two talent bookers, myself and this other girl. And we would just throw all the stuff in there. And one day we got a cake delivered. It was like probably an anniversary issue of like of Playboy. And the cake, it was just like, you know, about I want to say it was like about this big. Right. And the top of it was just a million Playboy covers. It was just all the covers of Playboy from, let's say, the first 50 years or 75 years. I don't know how long. Anyway, it was just, it was like, you know, sugar. It was sugar printed. Mm -hmm. And so I see Andy walk by my office and like the glom box is here right outside my (laughs) office. Right. And he walks by and then he turns and he walks back and I can see that he's looking at, you know, he's like this and he's looking at the cut and he's like, hmm. And then the next thing I know, he just digs into the cake and he takes a bite, like he takes his fingers and he and he's like, and he eats it. And then he looks at me and I'm like, how is that? And he goes, <laughs> it tastes like naked ladies. Oh my God. And then he walked away. <laughs> that is amazing. And I never, and I never forgot that he was, so, I mean, he's just so funny. He and Conan were really just amazing, amazing, amazing. And so when yeah. I heard that
0: he was on summer school, so I was like, oh, thank
1: God. I and know. God. I love that Andy's such a super fan. It
0: was, it was great. Well, he's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Laurie, I think we've said it all. I think we have too. Would you like to tell everybody where they can find us? Absolutely. I would love to. If you would like to know
1: more about the Pop Pop Podcast, go to com. And if you would like to appear on the Pop Pop Podcast, we would love to hear from you. It
0: is thepoppopodcast at dot com. Disclaimer. The Pop-Up Podcast is in no way affiliated to The Howard Stern Show. We are a tribute podcast run by fans for fans.